episode seven and we got Kimmy Fry in the seat for the Who's Your Agent podcast. Got to be honest with you guys. I've got a lot of flack from some of the ladies out there for not having more females on the show. And so super excited because Kimmy kind of broke that barrier for us. She absolutely crushes it. And I think some of the stuff that she discusses in the podcast about balancing the life between being a full-time real estate agent that absolutely kicks ass and being a full-time mom with four kids that are very actively involved in baseball and sports and athletics. She talks a lot and gives a lot of detail and a lot of clarity into how she balances that and what it feels like to be a client of hers, knowing that being a mom is just as important as being a real estate agent, but also understanding that, hey, when something needs to get done, it doesn't matter if you're at the ball field or if you're in your office, you still got to get business done. She absolutely crushes it. And I'm super excited to have her on the show. Kimmy Fry. Kimmy Fry. We appreciate you coming in. Seriously. Thank We're you. super excited to have you. This is episode seven. I think I need to do a better job of keeping track, but you're the first lady that we've had on the show. So super, super excited to have you. Yay. Thank you. Of course. Well, uh, super excited to get into it. The, where we always start on the show is kind of at the beginning. Uh, what I've learned so far is that how you set up your business is going to have a lot of similarities as to why you got started in the business. Right. Right. What, what it was that kind of pushed you into real estate. What was it that kind of inspired real estate? Cause real estate is not for everybody, but, but I, I think it's unbelievable because it, it's not a specific type of person that is successful in real estate. So what is it? What was it about real estate? What were you doing before? What did your life look like before? And then what kind of started you into real estate? Okay. Well, my life before I have four kids. So at the time I got it 10 years ago Okay. and, um, you know, my oldest two, I, we wanted more kids, but I've done fertility with all of them except for my youngest. And, um, just kind of was at a point where I didn't think that we were going to have any more kids. So I've always worked. I've always been an entrepreneur. I've always been interested in business. Specifically like what? Um, I actually, before this wanted to do nursing just because of some family history background, but, um, I had all, I had, um, done all my nursing prereqs and I had, um, applied to nursing in Arizona and then we had to move here and, um, just kind of things were never lining up as far as timing went. So, um, I, my my second fallback was I was always interested in real estate. My dad was um, an attorney, a real estate attorney, for one of um, the biggest firms in Utah. And growing up, just being around that and his development, his love for, I mean, obviously he was an attorney first to provide, and he did real estate on the side um, just as his love and passion. So, What was it that you realized that, like, what parts of it, because I – little bit of background on me if you didn't know my family obviously is very connected into real estate I've grown up and specifically around real estate agents right I remember being eight nine years old walking around my dad's brokerage and just getting to interact with real estate agents and I thought they were the coolest people in the world right so that that was a big draw for me kind of getting into it what was it that you saw at a young age that you're like you know what that kind of that's kind of cool um for me I think it was just the challenge of real estate there is nothing like obviously we can't predict anything and um if you've been in it long enough, you know that no transaction is the same. I love a challenge, but ultimately I love the American dream. You know, I just, I love helping people achieve that American dream and knowing that you can come from nothing and, you know, build upon that. And that was probably my biggest passion. Well, and we talked about that a little bit before we turned the cameras on your first generation. 
right? Your dad's Italian. How yeah. old was he when he when he moved here? So his his grand or my great grandparents actually moved here. Um, so he was born here in the U.S. Okay. But um, just my grandpa worked as an electrician for Kennecott Mine, and the Italian community, you know, I mean, they came from nothing, and they came to have the American dream. And yeah. well, I think my grandma's the most patriotic person that I have ever met. She learned how to read and write and, and speak English in essence from watching Sesame street, right? Like she is like that type of person that came was like, I, no, I'm going to pass the test. I'm going to become a U.S. citizen. She moved here when she was 17 to marry my grandpa and, and has instilled in all of us grandkids that, that you work for what you have. The American dream is very real. And, and uh, my dad obviously took it to heart as well. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So I think in all aspects, I just, I saw that and I, and I saw my dad, you know, work tirelessly to be able to help people in um, achieving that dream. And I just, that's something that I held on to. Yeah. So the nursing fell through and, and then at what, I don't want to say fell through, but, but didn't work out. And then at what right. point were you like, okay, time to jump into real estate? Yeah. So, um, you know, it was really just, I had been working in the hospital in, in the department that I wanted to. And I, you know, um, applied for nursing and then I got pregnant and I'm like, okay, you know what? Every time, every time this happens, it doesn't work out. So I just need to move on. And, um, so that was, you know, probably 11 years ago. And I just decided to take the course while I was pregnant, take the test. My husband was actually he's a builder. So it worked, we work hand in hand. I mean, we don't work a ton together, but we help each other out. And, um, he was actually working in Elko, Nevada. Cause this is when our economy kind of crashed. And so yeah, you got in, you said 10 years ago. So that would have been like just coming out of the downturn, right? 2011, 2012 time. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, I was pregnant with my third and he was living in Elko commuting back and forth building just going to where he could go to build, you know, and, and, and make a living. And, um, you know, with that, I also just, I, I lost my dad when I was in high school and I never wanted to be, you know, one of those people that had to scramble and figure out what to do with life. If, if something happened like that to me. So I wanted to always be able to stand on my own two feet and my husband Did you is, get that from him? My dad? Yeah. Both my parents. I mean, they just, they really, I have, there's five girls in my family and um, two boys, and they really just instilled in all of us that we need to have an education, we need to be able to provide for our family, and they were always super supportive of whatever we wanted to do in life, and, you know, I, I love that because I have, you know, three boys and a girl, and... I, it's something that I stress to my kids, to my boys especially, is like, it doesn't matter if you're a girl or a boy, you will support your wife in no matter what she does. You know, like, she's a mother, you know, if she wants to be a mother and have that be her sole thing, then you <clears throat> support her in that. But, yeah. um, you know, I think also a fear that I had was that I never wanted to not be able to provide for myself and for my family. So was that a big motivation in, in starting real estate? A hundred percent. For you? Yeah. Was to yeah. be able to support the family? Yeah. 
Yes, you you came into it and you said, okay, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do it correctly. I'm going to do it with some of the principles that your dad instilled in you. Yeah. Right. And you knew that it was going to be real estate because I, I think real estate is an unbelievable way to achieve that American dream that we were talking about earlier. Yeah. Right. So you get into it. And what does that first year of business look like for you going into 2010, 11, 12, that time frame, which was still a scary time in real estate. We were starting to see, I, I wasn't in it, but just I, I was in it because my dad was, was yeah. very active. You were starting to see some signs of improvement. You were starting to see some signs of the market coming back, of people buying houses again, of interest rates being in a good spot for people. So what did that first year in business look like for you? Um, probably like, and you're pregnant, right? Yeah. And you're pregnant, like trying to figure out what, what, what that is while starting a new job. That is not an easy thing to start, especially in that first year. Yeah. And anyone who's in this business can relate that the first year you're just kind of like, what the heck am I doing? One deal to the next, like you get your first deal closed and like, you're super excited, but it takes all of your time and all of your focus. And all of a sudden you're like, damn, I don't have anything going now. Right. Cause yeah. it, it takes a while to get that pipeline going to get reoccurring business. Yep. And, you know, I was pretty lucky after getting my license, I, I had something pretty quickly happen. But honestly, it was for me where we were starting to come out of that huge, you know, fall in the economy was figuring out, even though I wasn't in it, what had happened and really understanding and studying it because people were so leery, you know, they were, they were nervous and I had to you know, under know and understand that to be able to move forward and help and explain them. how it's different now than it was four years ago. Right. Yes. Yeah. So that was a huge part of it was, and has always been a huge part of it is I'm, you know, first and foremost, I like to educate myself so that I can educate my buyers, my sellers, and just really be confident in what I am selling. Well, how would you say, just give us like, and this is a little bit off topic, but I would love to hear your opinion on it. Uh, Cause I think part of what we're feeling right now with a, with a shift in the market taking place from, from just being a diehard hundred percent seller's market to kind of transitioning somewhere. I don't think any of us know exactly where it's going, but I think part of what the fear and the apprehension is, is that we're like, we're on our way back to 2008 and you have people like me that have been watching it since they were kids and they're like, oh, okay, I'm not getting caught in this. Like my parents did, right? There's a lot of fear that what we're doing right now is very similar to 2008. And I think that there's a lot of uh, built up emotion around it that doesn't need to be there. There's just, there shouldn't be the fear in the market that there is right now. So what would you say the biggest differences are between 2008 and, and now? Well, I think our economy as a whole is stronger and um, anyone who has studied Utah knows that we are something significant and we are indifferent to the other states around us. Number one, we don't have a lot of land that can be bought up and built yeah. on. And, you know, if you compare, if you want to compare it to Nevada, they just have, or Arizona, they have endless land. Hundreds and thousands of acres. Yeah. 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 And so um, we have all these large corporations coming and moving their companies here. We have the Silicon Slopes. We have all the tech companies. We have things that are driving our economy Plus, we don't have the supply that we need. So that would separate us from other places. And Utah is known for being so supportive of um, our, our local businesses you know, and which makes us a stronger economy as well. Well, yeah, you have all these businesses that are coming in, right, that are bringing in jobs, that are bringing um, 
people with them. But then what the other part of it that people don't often talk about is that uh, for the growth in the state of Utah, only about 35 to 40% of our growth is from people coming in from out of state. Anywhere from like 60 to 70% of it is just purely organic growth. Right. People have you were in a family of seven kids. I was in a family of six kids. And I never understood why when my family went to California, people would look at us like we were weird. Like they would ask my mom, like, are they all yours? And I'm like, what, what kind of question is that? Right. Of course. Yes. No, we're all just hanging out together. We got we're all spaced out two years apart evenly. So it's it, that's another big part of this is that not only. Uh, not only are people moving in at a crazy pace, but because like you said, people do such a good job of taking care of businesses here that people don't leave. They get jobs here and then they stay here. They don't, they don't leave. Yeah. Right. Well, I love that. Yeah. So that's for anybody that's listening. I think that's one of the biggest differences is that the supply versus demand is completely flipped of where it was in 2008, 2008, you had way more buyers than you did houses available or sorry, other way around. You had way more units that were available than you did for buyers. So you had people buying their third and fourth and fifth houses on adjustable rate mortgages that were banking on the property values going up when that stopped, it got dicey. Yep, exactly. So that first year, you're kind of getting back into it and education was a huge part of it. What would you say you learned the most in that first year of like, because I, I, I don't know exactly what the stat is offhand, but I, it's north of 50% of real estate agents that get their license in the first year. Don't re-up for the second year. Exactly. What was it in that first year that made you go like, okay, you know what? Not only do I like this, but I can do this. Um, For me, it was just the challenge. I, I don't like doing things that are day-to-day, basic, you know, repetitive. And for me, I realized what drove me was um, being able to have a different scenario every time. You're constantly learning and learning how you can perfect your craft, you know. And, And for me, perfecting my craft was making sure that I was knowledgeable and that I I could provide to my clients something that I would invest in myself and making sure that they were always ending up on top. Yeah. And that is, that hasn't changed. I'm guessing, right? 10 years later, you have your business structure, you have it set up. Tell us a little bit more about what your business looks like today. So today my business just is, you know, expanded obviously from where I began, but, um, you know, I would say 90% of my business is, repeat customers. And so being able to educate them on, you know, what is your dream house doesn't have to be your first purchase doesn't have to be your dream house. And in fact, if you want to be a real estate investor, it's not your dream house. Yeah. And it shouldn't be your dream house. It should not be your dream house. So, you know, um, figuring out what, what my clients want, educating them as to how they can achieve that and still be in a financial financial position to be a real estate investor and um, to build upon that and just keep building and building and building to where you, you know, we all know that the best investment is real estate and the difference between a bad investment in real estate and a good investment in real estate is time. So, you know, where people get leery of what where our market is headed, um, you know, none of us knows exactly what's going to happen, obviously, but um, research does show that Utah is supportive and that we are a strong economy. And, um, you know, if if you wait out a bad market, you're going to always be on top no matter what. 
Well, I think we also need to reevaluate what a bad market looks like because I think for the last two years, the market that we have been in is completely unrealistic and has been unsustainable. And I think I'm more surprised that the market lasted as long as it did in the state that it did for the last two years, more than seeing it slow down currently. Right. I I, I mean, when you're seeing 20 to 25 to 30 percent appreciation year over year for two years in a row, that's unrealistic. And so to go to a a more normal number of, let's say, five to eight percent appreciation a year. That's not the market crashing. Exactly. That's the market normalizing. (laughs) That is leveling off. That's what we need, you know. So what are you prepping your buyers for now, right? Because a big part of this show would be hopefully if any buyer or seller is listening and, and, and they're trying to figure out who they want to help them, help represent them. What are you prepping buyers for and what are you prepping sellers for right now? Well, sellers, you know, I think. Uh, well, and I would say buyers, buyers are in the better spot or the best spot they have been in, in, in the last 24 to, to 30 months, I would say buyers are in the best spot that they, they have been as far as inventory yes. availability, obviously interest rates have gone up. So you have to account for that. But even if you look at what a 5% interest rate is on a 10 year average, you're still not, it's not once again, two and a half to 3% is the unrealistic number. 5% is more like what it should be. Exactly. Right. So I, I think it, things are normalizing more for buyers than they have in the in, in the past 24 months. I think for for my buyers, I want them to understand that if you want a part of the Utah market, now is the time to do it. And, you know, where things are leveling off, it doesn't mean that we're not going to still be a steady growth. And um, people have discovered Utah. We all know that the secret is out. Yeah. People are coming. And if you want a part in it, get in now. And for sellers, I would say that, you know, while you still can kind of have the upper hand. Um, still kind of call your shot a little bit. Ta- take yeah. advantage of it. Yeah. Uh, what, is it, what is it like to work with you as an agent? To work with me as an agent would be. And I'm kind of putting you on the spot with that because <laughs> I, I, I kind of want you to brag about yourself for a little bit. But at the same time. Uh, last I checked, I'm trying to find the exact number, but I've been using the number 28,000. You might know better than I do, but I think that there's anywhere between 27 and 28,000 active real estate agents in the state of Utah. Yes. What is it like to work with you that's different from other people, from from different agents that maybe don't take this as seriously as you, maybe don't? I, I think that there's two things that can... I, I think number one, you've already said that your number one cli- or your number one priority with clients is to is to make sure that they are educated. I don't think that's a lot of agents' number one priority, so I love that. But then number two, also your time in the business is longer than most. I, I think that the average real estate agent, their tenure is less than five years. Yeah. Right. So, kind of combine those two things. What does it feel like as a as a buyer or a seller to work with you? What What's the process going to be like? Well, the process is going to be, I mean, the, the thing that sets me apart from other agents, I would say that come in and out of the business is obviously what drives me. What is, what keeps me in it? And number one, um, you know, my passion for real estate comes from a hunger. You know, I don't, I want to always be able to provide for my family. And that's my number one thing that provide that drives me. And then my second thing is my clients. And so I'm willing to do probably whatever it takes, obviously within, you know, making sure that I'm ethical and that I'm following the laws, which are very important to me. That's why education is a huge portion of it. Um, and I mean, you won't find a real estate agent that will drop things as quick as I do for my clients. And you're saying that with four kids that have very active lives and... Yes. 
and have a bunch of different directions that I'm sure that they're trying to pull you. Yes. Yeah. And they are my number one, but my kids also know that, um, that I do this for them and I do it for, to show them that they can do it too. And it's hard. Real estate is not easy. It's not easy. It's not easy. But I think that's why a lot of agents get out after the first couple of years because they get into it. And and there are certain things that absolutely get easier. The processes, the paperwork, stuff like that, like I would say gets easier. Yeah. But like you said at the very beginning, no transaction is the same. Exactly. And everything takes like that 100% focus and, and attention. And, and it's not like there's... I, at least I haven't in, in six years, six and a half, seven years. I think I just started my seventh year. But in my six years, I have not been able just to put it on autopilot and not think about it anymore. And if you do, I would love the secret. Yeah, I would too. <laughs> I would pay money for that course, right? Yeah. I think there's a lot of real estate agents that would. So, you know, I am I'm very passionate about being there for my clients 100% from, from the beginning to the end. And, you know, I've had the opportunity to grow my business in a lot of different aspects where I've chosen not to just because um, my priorities are not aligned when I, when I take that path. And, you know, it's, it's like, I don't know, my, my second passion is probably fitness and stuff. So I, I relate a lot of things to that. And, you know, in fitness, you, you can't do high rep, fast stuff, heavy weights, and be in alignment and and tone those muscles, those small group muscles. Which is incredibly important, right? Because if you're not yes. putting the focus into it, you might be going through the motion, you might be going through the exercise, and somebody that's not paying attention, it might look the exact same, right? Yep, but you're you know more prone to injury and failure and, and all that. So well, not only that, that's the negative sides. You might not also see the progress, too, that you're hoping to w- when you get in and focus, right? Exactly. So for me, you know... Um, more than being the top selling agent, you know, which is obviously would be a huge accomplishment for me. It's making sure that I'm in line with my beliefs and what made me begin this process and my passion, which is my clients and, and making sure that I am hundred percent there. I want to be the one that educates them. I want to be the one that hands them the keys. I want to make sure that it's something that I can stand behind 100% of the time. You know, that's putting the pressure on yourself, right? Yeah. Good. I, and, I, and that's how I feel, right? Like I am, I, I think all of the people that I've interviewed so far have all been very comfortable with that idea of saying, nope, I want that pressure on me. Like I want, I, I'm, I, I'm going to make the money. I'm going to get paid the commission that I feel like I'm deserved, but you are never going to question it because I am okay taking on that pressure with you. Yeah. Right. And I'm okay. Like you're never going to end that transaction and be like, ah, did we overpay? Exactly. So what would you say, and please don't say everybody, because that's my biggest pet peeve whenever a real estate agent gets asked, who would you say is your ideal buyer? And I know you'll work with anybody. That's not what I'm saying. But who is the person that when they walk through the door, it's like, okay, Kimmy's got you, right? Like who, who, like for me, it's kids my age, I would say, right? It's 28, 29 years old, maybe coming out of a town home, getting ready to go to a single family. Mom and dad are telling them it's a bad idea, right? Like that would I, <laughs> that's who I would say is like kind of my avatar buyer right now. Who, who would you say is yours currently, buyer or seller? Um, I would say my buyer or seller would be someone that is willing to, you know, put their trust in me, honestly, because for us to be able to do our job and to, to do it to the best of our ability, they have to put their full trust in you, you know, and if they're second guessing throughout the process, it's, it's brutal, right? It's tough. Exactly. Yeah. And, 
you know, that's up for a challenge. Some people, it's hard to separate your emotions in real estate. As, as a buyer, as a seller, you are emotionally attached to whatever you're buying and selling. Yep. And, and even though it's a transaction, there's so much emotion wrapped up in it. Totally. And so learning to um, separate that in a sense that it's okay for me to be emotionally connected to my buyer and seller, 100%, you should be. But how do you um, separate that emotion in a transaction so that you are making sure my client's best interest is at hand? So someone who's willing to trust me is 100% the kind of you know, buyer or seller I want. How would you say, and this is kind of a loaded question that I didn't prep you for ahead of time, so I'm sorry. What would you say that you do to earn that trust? Is it is it hard conversations? Is it like, what what would you say about your process leads to buyers and sellers being able to trust you? Um, I would say just obviously showing them, you know, proving my point and um, just in little steps the whole way. Am I following through? Am I, am I a reliable person? Do I have reliable contacts? You know, everything that we do is based on our connections and, you know, feedback. And so for my, for me, for my clients, my past clients, I'm like, tell me, please tell me how I can improve myself. Tell me what I did wrong. I, you know, I don't want you to tell me all the things I did right. I want you to tell me what I did wrong so that I can improve be better. and be better. Yeah. Well, I love that. And, and we talked about this a little bit earlier on, but part of, part of trust, I think is knowing kind of who you are as a person. Right. And I think that you do a great job of, of just on, on your social media platforms about saying, Hey, this is what my life looks like in real estate. And this is what my life looks like outside of real estate. So tell us a little bit more about that. Who, who are you as a person outside of real estate? Outright outside of real estate. I am a mom. I have four kids. I, was say, I think first and <laughs> foremost, like you are not bashful about that. No. You guys are somewhere every weekend. You guys ha- are with kids. You guys are kind of all over the place, I think. Right? Yeah, we are all over the place. You know, I, I'm a wife, number one, obviously, and I'm a mom to four kids. My boys, I have three boys. They play competitive baseball. So anybody that knows me, I usually have my laptop. I'm on my phone. You know, You're that mom at, at baseball games. <laughs> I'm that mom on the baseball field that I have been, I've sat through countless. How many offers do you think you've submitted from a baseball field? More than one? Oh, yeah. More than five? More than (laughs) 30, more than 40, I don't know. I mean, between that and the beach, probably. (laughs) I mean, everybody knows that real estate, it usually comes at the most inconvenient Uh, times. I've heard the joke multiple times. If you're a real estate agent that wants more business, just tell everybody you're going out of town for the weekend. You're going out of town. Yep. yep. And yeah. your phone will ring like crazy. Yeah, exactly. Which I actually love because it allows me to do what I love with the people that I love. And my kids are so supportive. My husband is my number one support. He is always the one that is my, you know, cheering me on from the side. Like when it's stressful, we all know it gets stressful. And he he's always there to say, you can do this. You, I have your back. He helps with my kids. I couldn't do it without him. And then I couldn't do it without the support of my kids. They're always so supportive and, you know, they, they love what I do and it gives them passion to have passion in their own dreams. Can we talk a little bit about, cause there's other, one other component of it kind of within real estate, but I would say as part of your life, the women's council of realtors, tell us a little bit about what you do with them. Cause I think that that is a group that doesn't get talked about enough in Utah. I agree. It's, it's an awesome organization. 
um, where we welcome men and women. Listen, you guys have men. I, like, I know Rich and Jones really, really well. Yeah. And he's, he's on the board as well, right? Exactly. And it's really just a way to connect and to, you know, strengthen our bond as realtors. Really, we all have to work together. And, um, you know, one of my favorite books is um, all about how to get to yes and, and negotiating and understanding that it's not one person losing and one person winning. It's learning to remove that emotion and figure out how you can both be winners at the same time. And I, I think that's what makes the best realtors is, is that. And with Women's Council, you make those connections. It's, you know, it allows you at a smaller level to connect with other agents and really to um, nourish those relationships with, you know, whether it's an, a fellow agent or if it's a lender, you know, title, all those things and working together to achieve something. And, you know, most of the stuff that we do is for other organizations. You know, we have a golf tournament that is um, helping battered women. And when you have a common love for serving the community and getting out there, it allows you kind of to put your ego to the side. Yeah and um, realize that you're all on the same team. So I okay. do love Women's Council. Well, we love it. If anybody wants to get in contact with you, what's the best way? We'll link all your socials and everything like that. What's your preferred method? So text me, call me. Um, you know, Instagram is a great way to message me at Kimmy Fry Real Estate. And then um, if you're interested in Women's Council and all that information is linked to my bio on Instagram as well. And if you call her and you hear baseball cheering in the background or a baseball bat or the waves in the ocean, keep it to yourself. She's Don't be still gonna, Yeah, she's still going <laughs> to handle business just fine. That's just part of working with her. Yep, exactly. So, okay, well, we appreciate you coming on. Thank you so much Thank for having you. me.